0: This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics
1: podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Your hosts for this podcast are Robbie Lashua and Tyler Hurley. Robbie is pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church, as well as professor of apologetics,
0: worldview, and ethics at Mission Bible Institute. He is a graduate of Phoenix Seminary, as well as a graduate of the Master's in Christian Apologetics Program at Biola University. Tyler is currently earning his undergraduate degree in theology at Grand Canyon University and currently serves as an apologetics intern at Desert Springs Community Church. Hi, welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. I'm Robbie, and I'm here with... Tyler Hurley. That's right, Robbie Lashua and Tyler Hurley back in action on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. Excited about the topic today. It's going to be... I think it's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. Um uh, we're going to get into this whole idea that you were talking to me about uh before we were recording the podcast right now is a uh, um just basically this argument that Christianity is a copycat yeah of pagan religions.
0: Yeah, that's a new charge out there that that Christians and Jesus resurrection is just copied, it's the same old story that's been around yeah. for ages and ages and just
1: Yeah, that's interesting, because I was going to say, I think this also uh, ties in with uh, last week's podcast, too, a little bit, and talking about how uh, this idea that all religions are the same, or that um, they just copy off of each other, that's, that's, well, that's the purpose of this podcast, right, is here to um, talk about why this is not the case, and so uh, this... Um, This is going to be just more focused, though, on the similarities between the arguments that Jesus is a copycat of other gods.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, And before we get into it, again, (laughs) if you would send us in some questions that you have, anything on apologetics or theology or ethics or values, anything, um, we would love to answer your questions um, and to to be of use to you in that way. So you can send any questions that you have to Robbie at DSCChurch.com, and that that would be great. We'd love to answer your questions. Also, um, the Deep Faith Conference is coming up on October 20th at New Life Community Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you're in the Phoenix area, be at this conference. It is the best ticket in town. 20 bucks gets you an eight-hour conference on Colts, we're going to be talking about Mormonism and Jehovah's Witness and Paganism and Wiccan and Scientology and Christian science. You name it. It will be there. A lot of great plenary speakers, a lot of great breakout sessions. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Lunch is included from Chick-fil-A. So 20 bucks gets you a full day of apologetics. We would love for you uh, to come out to that. You can get more information and buy tickets at deepfaithapologetics.com. Uh, I've also put that uh, – that website into the show notes for you. So it's easy just to go there, click, get your tickets, check out all the info, and we would love to see you out there on October 20th at the Deep Faith Apologetics Conference.
1: Yes, and also we're going to have a Christ Culture Coffee booth there at yeah. the conference. Yep, So, right. uh, um, And with that, we would just uh, like to also ask, uh, while you're listening to this podcast, if you could go ahead and um, give us a rating on iTunes, uh, sh- share this podcast with your friends and family, because um, it really helps us out a lot, and we're trying to uh, expand our reach on people and trying to uh, present the gospel and provide uh, cr- crucial answers for uh, for, just for the f- Christian faith and help strengthen the faith of those within the church, and mm-hmm. so that's our whole goal here. Um, and so we want to try to spread that word out. And if you guys would share it, that would be great. That would
0: be. That would be awesome.
1: And then, um, so while we're getting into it, uh, Robbie. Uh, I believe has a coffee tip for us today. I do. Yeah, this coffee tip,
0: obviously this was sent in by one of our listeners. We're still running that promo that if you send in a coffee tip and we use it on the air, uh, we will send you a Christ Culture and coffee mug. So keep yes. those coming in. Um, but this tip comes from Vicki. So Vicki, if you're out there and you're listening, you have won a free Christ Culture and coffee mug and we'll be in contact with you on how we can best get that to you. But Vicki right. sent. In this tip. She said that if you aerate your coffee, it actually makes the coffee less bitter and more smooth. That's cool. Yeah, and so uh aerate, right? What is that? It just, it's just it's what it sounds like. You're getting air into the coffee. And so you don't have to buy any fancy equipment. Um, what you do is you you take your you know fresh. You know, French press or or your AeroPress, whatever you're drinking, okay. and uh, you put it in a cup. And I do, th- I would do this over the sink until you get good at it, or maybe <laughs> just do it over the sink forever. <laughs> but you take it, or, you know, maybe put it in a carafe or put it in a a, a, a measuring cup or something that's easy to pour. Mm, um, yeah. And then you you lift up the coffee way above your head as high as it can go, and you start to dump it out. And you catch it down low in your coffee mug or in another carafe or something. And as it passes through the air, um, it, it begins to get more air into the coffee. It aerates it. And it does. It makes it less bitter and it makes it smoother. So do that a couple times, you know, kind of froth it back and forth it'll be nice to you because it even with black coffee coffee it froths it up a little bit yeah. um but it it's uh it's a way to, to change the taste of your coffee to make it smoother uh, and and to enjoy it more so i would really encourage oh, you listeners cool. it, there's there's no cost to that it's free it's easy to do you don't need to buy any equipment if you have coffee regularly you've already got all you need lift your arm up dump some coffee now be careful and don't burn yourself <laughs> I mean yeah, that's right? that's the one <laughs> caveat to this please do not dump it on your hand or your arm or your feet um, but if you're careful you can aerate your coffee mm-hmm. for for no extra cost you don't have to buy any equipment and it does it makes a smooth and uh, a good tasting cup of coffee so Vicky we yeah. thank you so much for sending in that coffee yes, tip thank you. and we will be sending out
1: your coffee mug to you shortly congratulations Yep. congratulations but yeah so that's interesting though but uh um but yeah, getting into it. Uh, so, like we said, the topic again uh, is we're going to be focusing on uh, the idea that Jesus is a copycat of other pagan gods and religions. Yeah, so, this so, is
0: this is an interesting one.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I was just going to ask. Uh, so, uh, so Robbie, you were telling me about this uh, this movie called Zeitgeist. Yes.
0: Yeah. This movie Zeitgeist. It came out a while ago. I think it was in 2007. When it okay. came out, uh, if you want to watch it, you can actually go on YouTube and check it out. It's um, Zeitgeist, Z-E-I-T-G-E-I-S-T. Yeah. And um, what the word means is um, the spirit or mood of a particular period of, of time or of history uh, based on the beliefs of that point in time. Okay. So it's kind of the, the mood of the culture, the beliefs of the culture, yeah. the Zeitgeist. Yeah. So um, this movie is really bogus. <laughs> um, it makes all these crazy claims that are just unsubstantiated. They're completely false. They're not. Uh, there's not even documentation for any of this. This. This is just. They're just saying this stuff about Jesus and about Christianity. Basically, one of the things that that uh, a part of the video that they show is they keep showing these graphics of different pagan gods. And they would say, you know, oh, here's Horus. He was born on December 25th. He was born of a virgin. He had 12 disciples. Uh, there was a star in the east when he was born. He was crucified. He came back to life. And and what they're doing is they're showing all these mythological gods of Egypt or of Persia or of Greece mm. and showing, look, all of these gods claim to do the same exact things Jesus did. Jesus isn't special at all, and he's not unique. He's just a copycat of all of these preceding gods.
1: Uh, Mythologies. OK. So uh, then I guess the question is, is are these claims true?
0: No. <laughs> yeah. um, just simply, no. They're not <laughs> true at all. Um, if you watch this video and you don't know better, it can like, give you a panic attack. And you go, oh my gosh, because they show like, you know, Horus, Osiris, Mm. Addis, um, uh, I think Sybil, they show Mithras, Marduk, on and on and on, all these mythological gods from different parts of the world. And they keep saying, yes, (laughs) all of these things that Jesus claimed to have done, all of these gods did too. Uh, But when you start looking into it, it, it's just not true at all. Yeah,
1: I mean, I remember when um, I first heard about this argument, I actually did hear uh, the idea that that Horus was mm-hmm. a direct copy of Jesus, or vice versa. Yeah, and Jesus was a copycat. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's what it was. And so, like, uh, um, when I first heard that, I was shocked. And I was like, "Whoa, what, Like, because like, the, all these similarities you just mentioned." So it's really important. I, uh, whenever people bring up claims like this, it's like, "Hey, is the, does this hold any weight to it? Like, is this mm-hmm. does this is this really factual?"
0: Yep. Well, and, and, and it's funny because even through my life, you know, and I've, I've studied this stuff a lot, mm, and yeah. but I'll hear a new argument. And it, it's so interesting, Tyler, how fickle we are as humans. If I hear a new argument I've never heard before, I just, it's like, oh, it's, oh, no, I done. panic. I get nervous. And I go, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like I have to calm myself down. And you go, they can't just say that's true. we got to look into evidence for it being true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when we do that with with this claim from this movie Zeitgeist, um what they're saying just completely, completely falls apart. Mm. Uh, so, okay. w- when we get into it, um, I like to split this up into two different, two different categories, two different ways of going about it. The first is: Are there any actual figures in history, real historical people, who had and lived a similar life to Jesus? And then, are there mythological characters? who had a similar claim to life of Jesus, right? Mm, yeah. um, and so, so that's what I want to look at. So actual figures in history, there's a couple, but we're just going to talk about uh, the main one, who is um, Apollyannus of Tyana.
1: Apollyannus
0: okay. of Tyana. Um, I, I, I was reading a book uh, by one of my professors, and he said that there's there's this other professor who will employ this tactic on freshmen in college when they come to his course. Um, This is what he'll do. He'll walk around the room and he'll ask ask the students, I I want you to figure out who I'm talking about. And they say, okay. And he says, this man I'm talking about walked around in Palestine in the first century AD. Mm. He was a good teacher. He taught very good ethical teachings. He had disciples. Crowds rushed to hear him. He healed many of them. However, the leaders didn't like him. And so they rose up against him and they killed him, but he rose from the dead. And then he says, what story am I telling? And the students say, it sounds like the Jesus story, right? Jesus. And he says, no, I'm talking about Apollyannus of Tyana. At that, the Christians in the room go, oh, my gosh. They have that panic attack. What is going on with this? Who's Apollyannus of Tyana? You're telling me there was another guy who had the similar story who actually existed? This isn't the myth. What is going on here? Well, this tactic can scare a lot of college students into questioning their faith. But let's investigate Apollyanus of Tyana. Okay. All right. So here we go. The main source for this for this person is in Philostratus's book, The Life of Apollinarius of Tyana. Um, uh, Philostratus wrote this book 120 years after mm. Um So think about this. Jesus' friends wrote books about him. The latest one was written 60 years, 65 years maybe, after his death. This guy wrote 120 years later. So just in historical accuracy, uh, the gospels are better. right? The epistles of of the the apostles are better. Um, So so we got that going. Um, The stories that Philostratus writes... Uh, are said to have come from this person named Damas. And Damas was a student of Apollianus, all right? Student of hmm. Um So using sources for your work is good. Luke did that in, in the Gospel of Luke and in Acts. He said, I you know, interview people. I put together an orderly account after I checked sources out. And so that's the same thing that Philostratus does in the life of Apollyannus of Tyana. So he talks with this Damas guy okay. supposedly – and um, according to uh, uh, the dating within Philostratus's writings, Apollonius visits um, different cities. He goes around and he's teaching and he's doing some miracles and this kind of a thing. Um, but there's an issue going on when you read the book and it's that all these cities that Apollonius is supposedly visiting didn't exist when he
1: lived. OK. Yeah. Interesting. Th-
0: that's a problem, right? That's a big L- problem. Like yeah. if I was writing a book today um, and I said, you know, um, Robbie and Tyler went on a trip and they went to Rome and they saw all the sights and it was really cool. And then they, they uh, headed down to Atlantis and they saw the lost city. People go, wait, wait, that's not a real That's not, a, not really a real place. place. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Or if I wrote a book and I said, you know, that you and I went to Pompeii and it was a lively city and in, you know, 2018, it was just a hopping place. People would go, no, Pompeii was, you know – Destroyed by a volcano, <laughs> and it's an excavation site, but it's not like it's okay, you know. Or even if we said, you know, that people went to Pompeii, you know, hundreds of years before they excavated it. Mm. No, no, they didn't. So that's the problem you're running into with this book by Philostratus: is that Apollonius is going to cities like Babylon that has been destroyed, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nineveh, things like that, where he he couldn't have gone. So he travels to these <clears throat> these cities, and he he speaks with kings of these non-existent cities at the time. And he <laughs> claims to be you know, enlightening the world and telling people the truth. Um, and like I said, he goes, he, he goes to Nineveh, he goes to Babylon and they did not exist at the time of when he supposedly lived. So the, the book is, is very interesting because if we're taking it as a historical account, what kings is he talking to? Who, who's he? Who's he doing all this great teaching to? Because they're empty, desolate, non-existent, non-existent towns. So it's these kind of problems within the book that actually lead people to think that Apollonius of Tyana isn't so much a historical account, but it's actually a, a historical novel. It's like an attempt wow. at an early okay, historical so this is novel.
1: A big deal to them then. Like yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So so when professors will employ these kinds of tactics. You go, OK, wait a second. Who, who is this guy? What, what evidence do we have that he was a real historical figure? And when you look into it, most people think that this is – he's fictitious. He's not a real character, right? So um, it even gets worse. If you, if you read the book, uh, Damas, so the, the disciple okay. of Apollianus, who Philostratus is supposed to be getting all this information from, he's said to be from Nineveh, hmm. which doesn't exist. So the guy giving the information is from a fictitious – so you go, was this guy even real? Like what's going on? It seems to be a, uh, a fictional story, right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> once, you <clears throat> once you start seeing that, you go, OK, this doesn't seem to be a great source of history. The other thing though is that when you get to the end of Apollonius's life in Philostratus' book, Philostratus says this. <clears throat> My sources break off here. But let me tell you what people are saying about Apollonius in my time. Wait a second. 120 years later? So he goes, I don't have any sources. I don't have any, you know, credibility here. But let me tell you kind of what everybody thinks about it now. Wow, 120 a- years later. Wow, that's crazy. Think about think about that now. Somebody said, hey, you know, in ni- in 1898, there was this stuff going on with railroads and things. And I don't really know about it with any sources. But let me tell you what people think about railroads today. You go, well, that's like – that's way out of the way, man. Like that's a crazy that's
1: idea. Like 120 saying, years later? Yeah, wow. That's just that's just crazy. That's like like saying, ah, you know, World War I. Like, yeah. I, like, like I, I haven't read any sources on it at yeah. all. I, I've never actually studied that it, it before. But let me tell you everything I know about it.
0: Yeah, and it's even worse than that because it's like we don't have any – any eyewitnesses. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, well, that's very true. That's a great point because uh, the, yep. the problem with that is that they have nothing. It's like, they have nothing. There, there are no sources. No. It's not just that he just didn't look at it. Just word of mouth.
0: Yeah. And so then it gets even worse, Tyler. If you keep reading the book, there is no death of Apollonius mentioned in the book. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. A, yeah. So no death at all mentioned. One of the stories that Philostratus recounts. Is about Apollonius going into a temple, and um, a little girl was outside the temple, and she says that she saw Apollonius go into the temple, but she never saw him come out. And then people started saying, "Well, then he must have been taken up into heaven." And you go, "Well, so you're you're basing it on this story." That a little girl saw him go in but not come out, and then you say, "So obviously, what happened was he was taken up to heaven." You know what, Tyler? I've seen people go indoors a lot and not come out, and I've never assumed they were taken up to heaven. I assumed they went out a different way. That's not typical. They were in the, there longer my than My first
1: initial thought. Yeah, it's just
0: it's kind of a crazy uh, crazy idea. But let's just say it's true. That's not death and resurrection, right? Yeah. There actually is a term for that. It's called um, apotheosis, uh, apotheosis. Uh, it's not resurrection. We, we see examples of this in the Old Testament, right? Enoch gets taken up.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh,
0: Elijah gets taken up. So um, th- this isn't what they're claiming it to be. First century, went around and taught, and then th- the rulers wanted him killed. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like Man. that at all. So that is an example that people use as something similar to Jesus. But, but the other thing is um, that this work is 100 years uh, after Jesus existed. So uh, uh supposedly lived about 100 years after Jesus. So even that's if there big, were similarities, what does that imply?
1: That's just such a big gap. Yeah. And like, well, and who's copying who? that, yeah. That's the problem. He lived after not before Jesus. That's what I mean. Like like the time after it happened and yeah. like the stories that we get from him like from the cl- when it claims to be and with it being after Jesus. It's after
0: Jesus. So if there are similarities it's not because Christianity is copying this story. It's because this story is copying Christianity.
1: Because they're like ah, these are actually good ideas that sound like they yep. might line up with reality that might make our claim more But current. the truth of it is there aren't good similarities.
0: But even if there were, it wouldn't matter, right? So no. that that's so no, they example. made up the similarities. That's why I'm saying, yeah. 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 yeah, it's crazy. So that's an mm-hmm. example of somebody in possibly a real historical figure, maybe, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it's a historical novel, but possibly a real historical figure who people have tried to say, see, that's a, you know, Christianity's a copycat of this. Now, what about when we get into mythological figures? And that's where that Zeitgeist movie really lands, right? Yeah. <clears throat> they say some phenomenal things in there about Horus and Osiris and Addis and Mithras. Um, you know they they, they keep saying um, you know Horus was born of a virgin, born on December twenty fifth. He uh, there was a star in the yeah, east right. when he was born. He had twelve <laughs> disciples. He did miracles. He was crucified. He was resurrected. They say like all this stuff about about Horus, right, and about um, Osiris and about Mithras. And so there, there's two things we need to do when people bring this charge against us. They'll say, well, there's ancient pagan myths that have the same story. Hmm. Instead of panicking, freaking out, we should ask two questions. The first question to ask is what sources do you have for those myths? Yeah. And when do those sources date to? Mm -hmm. Because if the sources come after Jesus, after the New Testament, and, and I mean, atheistic scholars agree on when the New Testament books were written, they're all first century. Uh, the most liberal datings, they're all first century. John's the latest in 95, you know, and mm-hmm. all the rest of the New Testament's written prior to that. So um, when are your pagan sources that claim to have stuff in it about, you know, Jesus copying them, when do they date to? And, and when you look at it, it's, it's comical. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the sources we have about Adonis— um, that say that he died and, and rose in this Greek mythological uh, fashion Interesting. come from 150 A.D. Wow. Guess that's... what? That's after the New Testament. Uh, quite after. So if there is any similarities, Adonis is copying Jesus. Those are the earliest sources we have about him. Um, other ones, uh, like Addis, uh, who is a Phrygian god of vegetation, um, the first account of Addis being resurrected— not, not Addis existing. Addis existed before Christ. People worshipped Addis prior to this. But the first mm-hmm. account we have of Addis resurrecting comes from the 3rd century AD, which again, oh, guess what? That's after yeah. Jesus. So when people make this claim, you say, what are your sources that say this? And Zeitgeist isn't a source, right? You need to show us. No, no I'm talking about ancient sources that we've dug up no, in the not. dirt that write then, this stuff.
1: And then uh, isn't uh, Zeitgeist in the movie t- – do they even quote any references no, or is it just, No. wow, no. that's crazy. So like yeah. they, they're just making a bunch of claims but not just providing claims. any sources or yep. reasons for why. Yep.
0: They're just wow. casting doubt and making people have panic attacks. Crazy no too because
1: I, I was looking at it and this movie's got a eight points on IMDb. I
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so so yeah. So ask when yeah. are the sources dated that claim these things? and that But that's an important distinction. These mythological gods were worshipped prior to Jesus, you know, Osiris and Horus and all of these guys. But what sources do we have that say the similar things about Jesus? And when you look into it, most of them come after Christianity was established. Yeah, so it's says if the pagan, that. the pagan religions are saying, oh, that sounds good too. We'll add that to our gods, right? We'll add that story onto our gods. It's not the other way around. So it seems that Christianity is getting copied. The second question that we have to ask is, when we hear these accusations, is what do these sources say about the death and resurrection and other similarities, right? Yeah. Because we can't just take people's word for it. Like, oh yeah, they must be exact similarities. So we got to look at what are the similarities? What do you mean? And man, when you start looking into this, it is laughable. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, like, so, what, what do they have? Well, let me, t- let me t- walk you through. So, like, with Horus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Zeitgeist movie, they said all that stuff. Born of a virgin, born on December 25th, <coughs> you know, uh, star in the East, did miracles, crucified, resurrected. Right. Twelve disciples. <coughs> um, there is no mention at all of Horus anywhere having twelve disciples. Nowhere. In no source. There is no mention wow. at all of three kings visiting him at his birth. There is no mention at all of death by crucifixion. Really hard to have crucifixion in ancient Egypt before crucifixion was invented. That's very difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's kind of a hard thing to do. <laughs> There's no mention that he was in a tomb for three days. The things that Zeitgeist says just aren't true. The actual story of Horus, that <clears throat> the, only, the only story of Horus that they could be referring to goes like this. Uh, Horus was stung by a scorpion and okay. there was a magic incantation by the god of wisdom thoth um, that purged the venom from horus's body right so again that that is that resurrection he got he got bit by uh, <laughs> or he got stung by a scorpion and then another god <laughs> did magic and he got the venom out
1: wow. so i don't
0: know if that's resurrection so this all happened too when horus was a young child well before he became an adult well before he battles for the throne How how is that similar to Jesus' resurrection?
1: I don't see that at all. No. What are they claiming? The the only thing that they could claim is similar is that he had poison removed from him, but he didn't even die. So it's like— Yeah, he didn't die, so that means he didn't even resurrect. So it's not even similar. It's (laughs) nothing at all like that. No, nothing at all. Nowhere so w- when you
0: when you start looking at these sources and saying what do we have, this is the kind of stuff you find. That's the, the birth really of Horus is 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 as funny. So what happened with with Horus? So Isis and Osiris are Horus's parents, right? So Isis um, had Osiris's body returned to Egypt after he died, and this is, again, this is all mythology, right? These aren't real people. Of course. Yeah. So Isis brings her husband Osiris's body back to Egypt after he died. And Set, another god, had retrieved the body of Osiris and he cut it up into 14 pieces. And he scattered it all over Egypt. So when Isis went out to search for her husband to bring him back, um, she found 13 of the 14 pieces. Okay, right. The only part that she didn't find was a very important part if you want to have kids, uh, the, his, his genitals, his, his reproductive organ. Wow! She couldn't find that. And that's because Set took it and <laughs> threw it at the bottom of the river, right? So then she finds it and it's it's a mess because it's been at the bottom of the river. Uh. And so she, she fashions a fake part of male anatomy and then she has uh, sexual relationships with her dead husband with this non-real part and that's how she gets pregnant with Horace, Wow. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that does not sound like a virgin birth. No. I mean, what is that? That is not a virgin birth. That is the exact opposite of virgin birth. That's, that's the way people normally create kids, yeah, except for the fact that he was dead and she pieced him back I mean, together. He never
1: and, even came back to life is what it's saying. She just messed with his dead body. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so that, yeah. I, I just don't see how that is uh, resurrection. I don't see how that is virgin birth. Um, the, the other thing that's important is that whole December twenty fifth thing that they keep saying in the movie. Yeah, that's right. Christians don't believe Jesus was born on December twenty fifth. Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to talk about that a little bit, but but that's I don't I don't know why they think that's a thing. It's it's like they're misinformed about that's, what we that's believe. That's the main but, drive. Yeah, but um. let, let's keep going. An- another God that they bring up in the movie is Mithras. Um, Zeitgeist claims that Mithras was born of a virgin on December 25th, had 12 disciples, performed miracles, was dead for three days, and then resurrected, was worshipped on Sunday. They also claim that he was called the Lamb of God, the light of the world. That's right. I remember hearing that. So let's look at the so-called similarities between Jesus and Mithra, right? So they said Mithra was born of a virgin. Here is Mithra's origin story. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Mithras was born by emerging out of a rock as a fully grown man with a phrygian hat on and a torch in his hand. So unless you wow. consider the rock a virgin, <laughs> I don't really see how this is virgin birth.
1: That's fascinating. It's crazy. I mean
0: it's just it, it's just it's crazy like what are they why are they that's not similar at all. No,
1: that's uh, wow, that's just like <laughs> that's a, that's astounding. It's like well for one they're they're trying to make the claim that, that's a big distinction: virgin birth versus coming out of a rock.
0: As a fully grown man, as a fully grown with a hat on man. and a torch, he, but he's a god, right? He's and this again is all mythology. Mm-hmm. But that's his origin story. Oh, but uh, it's the same as Jesus, right? that's, yeah, that's yeah, what it's happened it's to him. The same. Jesus is copying that, well, not really. He didn't come out of a rock. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not a copy, right? Um, the other thing is, you know, the December twenty-fifth thing, which I mentioned earlier. Um, they keep they keep it saying these other gods were born on December 25th. They think it's a good parallel because we celebrate Christmas, right, on December 25th. Right, yeah. But no Christians claim to know, first of all, exactly when Jesus was born. Also, we know that he wasn't born on December 25th. This isn't uh, the day that, that we believe he was born. It's just the day we, be- we, we celebrate his birth. And it wasn't even instituted until 336 A.D., by, Con- by Emperor Constantine, right? Constantine, Ooh, yeah. prior to converting to Christianity, he worshipped the pagan god Sol Invictus. And, and Sol Invictus' temple was dedicated on December 25th. And so what when Constantine converted to Christianity, the thought was to claim pagan holidays as Christian holidays. So he just Christianized what they were already doing. Instead of instead of pray, celebrating yeah. Sol Invictus, okay. we're going to celebrate Jesus, right? Yeah, it's so kind of like what Christians do with um, like harvest festivals. Yeah, like with trunk Halloween, or tree. Yeah. yeah, And so, yeah, we say, well, we're not going to partake in the creepy aspect of that, but we're going to redeem it in in a certain way. That, same thing that Constantine did, but but nobody believes that Jesus was born on December twenty fifth. So all of those parallels are just completely insignificant. Yeah, they wow, don't matter no at all.
1: That's that's true. But that's a, that's a main, one of the main driving points that they're using for mm-hmm. all of these gods. That's yep. really interesting.
0: Yep, it is interesting. Um, another similarity they try to say with Mithras is that he had twelve disciples. Um, that's just not true. There, there's only two possibilities that they could be referring to. One of them is that uh, Mithra had two disciples, two companions who were holding torches on either side of him as he took place at the center of the universe. But two's not 12. Mm. Okay, so yeah. uh, you look at that and you go, okay, but, and they're not really disciples. He's a god, he didn't teach, he doesn't have disciples. Um, so two isn't 12. The only other thing could be. Um, this this uh, thing that that followers of Mithras would do in their mystery cult um, during the initiation ceremony uh, in the mystery cult of Mithras, uh, twelve disciples they weren't called disciples but twelve guys would surround the person depicting Mithras the god man okay. Mithras, um, and uh, they would dress up at, in the twelve signs of the zodiac because he, he his mm-hmm. Mithras is supposed yeah. to be the sun god right, and so. That's not 12 disciples. That's the 12 signs of the
1: zodiac. So, again, not, not really similar. Yeah, You didn't really copy that because <clears throat> that's, not, that's not the same thing at all. No. Yeah. No, and the
0: claim that all of these gods performed miracles is a moot point. Every, every deity from all around the world says that they claim miracles. The difference that we have with Jesus is that we have good evidence for believing that he did perform miracles. Uh, whereas oh, yeah. Mithras and, and Horus and all these, guys, it's just ancient mythology. It's not, it's not space time history stuff. Like we know Jesus existed as a human being. Mm-hmm. I just saw a quote from Bart Ehrman, who is an agnostic, leaning atheist, New Testament scholar. And he said, it's a fact of history that Jesus of Nazareth existed. I mean, it is, you can't is. get around That's... it. We have too much evidence for it. Whereas these other guys, uh, don't, they don't have that much evidence, um, the, the claim that Mithra was dead for three days and then resurrected is just an extreme fabrication. Um, Dr. Edwin Yamauchi says, we don't know anything about the death of Mithras. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's so yep, distinct. <laughs> we don't know anything. Pretty right? straightforward. Yeah. Whereas as opposed to Jesus, there are many historical documents that attest to his death and resurrection. Yeah. Especially yeah. his death. Um, there's even non-Christian sources from the first century that say he he was crucified under yeah, Pontius Pilate. That's, that's right. That's for sure. So we have ample evidence, and they don't have anything claiming this. So again, is this uh, a similarity? Is Christianity copying Mithras? No. And the the, the other thing is, the, the stuff we know about the Mithras mystery cults is after Jesus. So again, if anybody's copying Jesus, who is it? Right? It's if anyone's copying who, else. It's, yeah. it's them copying Jesus.
1: It's, that's so interesting that... that so basically this this movie, it doesn't have any ground for these arguments no. or any sort of source. And on top of that, what we do have historically and the sources we do have claim that this isn't the case at all. Yep.
0: You're right. You got it. And so when you when you hear things like this and you panic and the one thing you got to think about too is go okay, how did people miss this for 2000 years? Yeah, right? They didn't miss it. It's not real. <laughs> it's not a good argument. So nobody missed anything. Um there is one pagan god <clears throat> um and uh, who who we have sources, we have accounts of uh who survived death, you know, in mythology that that predate Christianity. So okay. with Osiris, we do have ancient accounts that are earlier than jesus uh life on earth and right. so he's one that we should look into because he's really the only one uh with the life and death motif prior yeah, yeah. to jesus so let's let's look at his <clears throat> according to one version of the myth of osiris um you remember is Horus's dad and, uh, and Isis's husband. Yeah. That's this, that's this guy. Yes. So what happened to him was he was killed by his brother, right? We talked about that. Chopped mm-hmm. up into 14 pieces, scattered all over Egypt. His wife uh, gathered 13 pieces of him to reassemble him, uh, wanting to bring him back to life. <clears throat> there are no claims that Osiris was seen by anyone on earth, and he was uh, eventually, according to the myth, made the god of the underworld. So, again, this is mythology. It didn't happen in space-time history. But even according to the story, he doesn't come back to Earth. He's in the afterlife, in the underworld.
1: So he never did resurrect. No.
0: So is that resurrection? No. uh, I I think that's just called death. (laughs) I I don't know. So, um, in addition, it's really interesting when you read this myth. Osiris isn't the hero of the story at all. Isis and Horus are the heroes of the story. Yeah, he's just he's just kind of a side a side character. So again, not a parallel account to the resurrection of Jesus, not at all. So, when people claim this, you ask those two questions. What are your sources and when do they date to? And what do they say? Let's see, are they really similarities or are you just saying they're similarities, right? We could say that about anything. I could say, oh, man, the similarities between Muhammad and Abraham Lincoln are uncanny, <laughs> right? So, well, and, and then and then to go so far to say, so uh, Muhammad must have been copying Abraham Lincoln. Wait a second. Abraham Lincoln lived way after Muhammad. So if anybody's copying who, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's Abraham Lincoln. And what are the similarities? Well, they both had beards. Okay, <laughs> what does nice. that mean? Who who cares? That doesn't mean much, right? So to extrapolate that Abraham Lincoln had visions from an angel in a cave and he too <laughs> had God's work, you know, no, there's no evidence for that. So people can say things, but they have to have evidence to back it up. They have to have evidence to back it up. So when, when you investigate these claims, they're just not true, man. They're just not true at
1: all. Wow, yeah. That's No, that's really, really good. Good to know, because like we said earlier, it's it's important to address things like this, Mm -hmm. because when they come up, it's we uh, we should take arguments seriously, and we should consider other options that people are presenting before us. But then, but in doing so, we have to think critically and realize, like, wait a second, do these arguments hold any basis for of evidence or truth in it? And uh, and quite frankly, I think we've seen right here that they don't. The ones that we've looked at today don't hold any. Ground for of truth uh, that they copied, or that we copied off of these other religions with Christianity. Yeah, and so I, that's just really fascinating, and especially so the, um, the deceitfulness and like uh, behind the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, just considering that like people are going around making these claims and there's no no evidence to back it up whatsoever. That's just astounding.
0: Yeah, it is, and and again. We gotta think critically. So anytime you hear something mm. or you see something on, you know, especially like YouTube or yeah, you know, Wikipedia or Facebook, right. whatever, you gotta you can't just take it as truth. Right? We we gotta investigate truth. We have to use our minds to worship the Lord. And so many times I've seen things that that at, at first glance scare me a little bit, right? And <laughs> the jerk yeah. reaction to. And every time I investigate it, God wins again. Yeah, right. he, he just is true. So don't be afraid of investigating. Don't be afraid of looking at things. You're you're not gonna, uh, you know, remove the curtain to see the wizard. <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. not true. You're going to find that what God said is real and it's true. And then you'll have more confidence in your in your faith as you do that.
1: Yeah, and um, and just basically, just to say again too, that's uh, that's our goal of this mm-hmm. podcast, and that's the whole idea. Uh, we want to equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and to be confident in their faith.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: We want there to be a, a basis for that. We want, and that's that's our goal. We want to help uh, n- not only us do the research, but we want you guys to please. Uh, um, take this uh, take what don't take what we say as truth mm-hmm. right away like l- do some research for yourselves um, look into this stuff that we're saying here yep. um cuz we we would hate for you to um blindly follow what we say and what we're sharing on this podcast and then, uh, you not investigate for yourself and then realize that hey these things actually line up with reality so yeah
0: you always got to investigate you can't just you can't just take it for granted because your pastor says it or because your grandma said it or because <laughs> your favorite podcast hosts say it right, right? yeah you can't you can't um, you need to investigate things for yourself you need to test the spirits you need to be like the bereans right who were who were daily looking through the scriptures thinking about things using their minds that's who we need to be as christians and so please investigate the claims i've made today Okay. Yeah. Go out and look. What are the sources that we have for these ancient pagan mythologies? Uh, look at the Zeitgeist movie and see if you can find any footnotes for where they're getting this information. Yeah, because, I mean, we um, looked and we didn't see any. No. Either. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's not there. And so don't just take our word for it. Go do some investigating yourself because that will give you more confidence uh, as, as you go as well. Yes.
1: So. Discovering things for yourself, uh, it's it's really, really beneficial and crucial to your faith.
0: It is, definitely. Hey, if you would, uh, remember, if you could go... uh, uh like us on, on Spotify, yes. on podcast or on iTunes or on SoundCloud, wherever you're listening and write a review, rate us. We would mm-hmm. really appreciate that. And join us at the Deep Faith Conference. We're going to get into more topics like we did today yes. on different cults we'll and cover. on how we can seek truth and on the evidences for them and against them. So that's just going to be a really great event on October 20th.
1: Yeah. And then uh, um, please again, uh, like we said before, uh, keep sending us questions. Uh, We want to uh, try to address anything that you guys are curious about in Christianity, and we'll do our best to either uh, send you a direct message response or even maybe talk about it in our podcast. So... uh... Uh, please don't be afraid to do that, and then uh, we just want to be a tool and a resource for everyone who's listening.
0: Yeah, definitely. So. That's why we're here. So,
1: but yeah, Robbie, thank you very much for yes. all the um, this knowledge and like uh, um, the research that you put behind this. It's uh, really interesting. Uh, it was a cool topic. To it was fun, about. man. It's, fun. F- it's
0: always fun talking about these types of things.
1: Yeah. So sweet. All right. Well, uh, um, you guys have been listening to Christ Culture and Coffee, and we will see you next time. All right. Thanks. You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a
0: podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.